Hello, and welcome to episode 159 of The Modern Manager. I'm your host, Mamie Canfer Stewart. A warm welcome to Cole S., Christina S., Kyle L., Steve V., and Michelle M. to the Modern Manager community. As members, you get access to our private Slack community where you can ask questions directly to me and get advice from other members. Plus, you can share your learnings and experiences to support fellow managers. There are many other member perks, including episode guides, transcripts, bonus episodes, live Q&A sessions with me, and more, all in service of helping you improve your management skills. Go on over to themodernmanager.com slash join to learn more and join us today. You may know that I am in the process of writing my second book on what it means to be a rock star or a modern manager. The process of writing this book has included interviewing dozens of people about their great manager in search of themes, practices, and habits from the best managers. Instead of talking to the managers themselves, I spoke with their direct reports. I wanted to hear what their manager did that made them appreciate working for this person. So today, instead of a typical interview, I'm sharing the recording of one of these book interviews. I want to apologize up front if the audio quality isn't as good as usual. I wasn't planning on using these interviews for podcasts, so I didn't use my normal audio setup. But after speaking with Steph, I was so energized, and I wanted everyone I talked to to feel this way about their manager. And that's why I'm sharing it with you today. As a quick background, here's Steph's bio. Steph Richter loves helping others and creating an impact. Through her work as the Director of Operations, Culture Coach, and Life Coach in training, she is lucky enough to do those two things every day. She is passionate about embracing a growth mindset and seeking discomfort and enjoys big picture, futuristic thinking, planning, and always tying things back to why. Now here's the conversation. You're listening to The Modern Manager, a podcast dedicated to helping you be a rock star boss with a thriving team. Whether you're looking to upgrade your meetings, cultivate your team, or grow as a leader, this podcast is for you. Now here's your host, Mamie Canfer-Stewart. So who is this great manager and what made them so wonderful to work for? Yeah, so it's my current manager that I have right now. Her name's Leah and she is oh, just, I didn't know what it was like to have a great manager until I started working for her. And so the managers that I've had in the past now all seem like I can totally see like the characteristics that I love, like in, in Leah. And then I can totally see why I did not like align with my past leaders or why like our working styles didn't work well together. But I just feel like for Leah and I, like we just kind of work at like the same pace and there's just like this synergy that happens. And so like, that's like initially, I think what brought us together and like, that's initially how we started working together. But it's hard to put it into words, like why she's so amazing. But I think it's just the amount of trust that she has in me, I think is huge. The amount of independence that I have to like do my job and that she, that she gives me. And like, I feel, I feel empowered and I feel valued in like the work that I'm doing. I think if I had to boil it down, that those would be like the three, like big things that stand out for me. Awesome. Okay. So when you first started working with her, how did she get to trust you? Like, was it trust from day one? Like, was it a slow process? Talk me through a little bit about how she kind of like originally built that relationship with you. Yeah. It's probably a little weird because I was her guinea pig, um, life coach client for like 
nine months. And then I ended up working for her. And so the minute that I started working for her though, like I felt like I was trusted a hundred percent with the tasks that I was given with the future of the business, with the decisions I was making. Like, I didn't feel like I had to earn that trust. I felt like it was just there from the beginning. And because she was choosing me as her employee, that that trust came right along with it. And that like, there, there was no hurdle that I had to get over or wasn't like I had to prove myself. It was like, we're having you on this team for a reason. So of course I'm going to trust you. And of course, like I'm going to share all of the things that I want to do with this business and like trust that you're going to either like keep them confidential or trust that you can take it to the next level or whatever that looks like. But there was never a time where it was like, I need you to prove yourself. And how did she set expectations with you for what things she expected in terms of projects or goals or things like that, as well as like behaviors and kind of, was she explicit about any particular expectations she had for you in the role? Yeah, I think it was just, it was, it, it's high expectations and they're clear, but when she would tell me that, okay, like you have this project, here's what I need you to do. I always felt empowered to be able to ask her a question if I didn't understand it, or if it wasn't something that was like communicated to me where I'm understanding exactly what I have to do. And so I feel like at the beginning, there were probably a couple of kinks that we worked through of just needing to know priority or just needing different language or verbiage or something. But I think the main thing that sticks out for me there is that like, she always was, came from the aspect of like that she didn't communicate it well enough. So of course I could ask a question because she needed to improve her communication then for next time. And so I always felt comfortable going back to her and being like, can you re-explain this? Or I'm getting stuck here. Like I always felt very comfortable coming back with a question, never that I was like stupid or that I should know what to do. And so then that way I didn't have to like assume and then do the project wrong and then have to bring something back to her that wasn't what she was expecting. So we had that like level of trust that I could always ask that question. And I always felt comfortable asking the question. Did she say things like, if you have questions, come and ask me, what did she do to let you know that that was okay? Yeah. Yep. It was definitely like from the very beginning when we were doing like, you know, onboarding stuff, it was always, I want you to come with me to me with any questions that you have. No question is a stupid question or it was very much so like, I want you to do this so that you're not questioning yourself. So yeah, it was definitely a, an invitation that was like an open door for please ask me questions so that we can work better together. Because now that I was able to ask the question, the next time that she's telling me to do something, I don't have to ask that question anymore. And were there things that she did, other kinds of communication, things like that, that she did that just really were important in how you guys work together? Yeah, I think the another thing with communication that sticks out for me is we have a communication like guide, I guess, for like, this is how we use Slack. This is how we use email. Here's the expectations that come along with all of these modes of communication. So like, if you need something from me, call me or text me. Like that was like, that's always what it's been. So she knows that if I'm calling her, that it's like something important, right? Or if, or if she's calling me, I know that too. And like rules of engagement on Slack, like I'm, I'm not required to be on there all the time. There's no reward for being all like on there all the time. She doesn't want me to be on there all the time, right? So it's just 
having those expectations and like clearly having those expectations from the beginning of when you're supposed to use an email, when you're supposed to use a Slack message and when you're supposed to pick up the phone, I just think is so different at every company. It's different for every manager too. So knowing that from the beginning also made it very comfortable and like we could work better because we knew how to communicate or where to communicate with each other because it was like written. That was part of my onboarding was here's how we communicate to each other. Awesome. Was there anything else about your onboarding that was particularly useful? Something that stands out about my onboarding was that we worked remote. So you get like your laptop and you got a notebook and all of that stuff. But it was like my boss packaged it as like a gift. And so like I got to unwrap it at my onboarding and it was this really cool experience. And our brand is very much so like confetti and fun and like bright colors. And it was just very representative of the brand. But it was also like a really great experience of just kind of like your work birthday that you get like this gift that you're on the team now. And this is like your anniversary birthday. So of course you get a gift when you start. And it was my computer, a water bottle, a notebook, a keyboard, like some stuff that wasn't super fun. But I think just the way that it was like packaged and given to me, it felt, I just felt really valued and like appreciated because I was getting this gift. That is super cool. Are there other ways that Leah really like celebrates and shows appreciation in? Oh, yes. She's like the world's best celebrator. She tells me that I'm amazing. She tells anybody that they're amazing, like at least, at least once a day. I usually hear it more than once a day, but whether that's verbally or like over Slack that I'm just so amazing. So I love that. But also like the thing that she does really well is celebrating every little thing. Like it's not just the big things. So it'll be like the littlest thing of getting this branding done and like down and sending it off to someone that might not seem like it's a huge step, but like she knows for us that's so big. So we're not just celebrating like financial stuff or when we're signing new clients or when we've had a good quarter. She also is really intentional about celebrating what we did to get there so that we have the momentum to like get through those quarters or to get through those months. Because when you're only celebrating like the financial huge wins once a year, once a quarter, I just feel like you don't have that momentum anymore. Like it's just gone. So she's really good at like pinpointing and like, she knows like what my values are. And she knows that when I do something like for branding, I love doing branding things. So she really celebrates that. And to celebrate me, once she got me a shirt to run outside because she knew how much I loved running, but it was getting cold. So she like wanted to make sure that I still do my value of like movement and running, but was really thoughtful about how she wanted to celebrate me. So I think it's just kind of knowing your people as people so that you can like celebrate them in the way that's best for them. That's awesome. I want to go back to this thing you said. She says that you're like amazing at least once a day. <laughs> yeah. I can imagine that some people might be like, Ben, it doesn't really mean anything because it just happens all the time. It's not authentic anymore. So what is your interpretation as to like why it feels authentic and still meaningful, even though it's almost like you could expect it coming? (laughs) Yeah, I think it's just because it's not empty. It's not a filler. She doesn't use your amazing just to like shouldn't just throw it out there just to put it out there. Like it's always an intentional, there's always intention behind that phrase for her. And so when I hear that, I feel like super valued and seen because 
I know that that's not just something that she's just saying because she wants to say it. Like I said, like she knows who I am. So then when she's telling me I'm amazing, it's making me, me feel good because I felt really good about doing what I just did. And then she's also then making me feel really good about it. So it's like aligning there. Okay. Let's go back to this stuff around trust. Does she ever show vulnerability or make mistakes? And like, how does she handle that? Yeah, she is probably like the most vulnerable manager that I've ever worked for. An example of that is like through COVID, we had to have like a not so great conversation about the fact that the perk might not make it through COVID. And she could have through that like first initial like quarantining, like stay at home period. She could have just not told me and just kind of kept that to herself and to her husband, Dan, who's like the other co-founder of our business. And she told me that. And she told me that she was scared and that she didn't want to lose the perk, but that it was possibility and that she didn't want to put me in a situation where I was going to have to find another job, but it was a possibility. And like, she didn't want to have to carry that burden by herself. And so I think that was just a really telling time for me that that we're going to be for there for each other through like that awful low. But then we get to be there for each other, like during the busiest months that we've had since then and like getting to celebrate that. And I don't think that I would have like that. I would appreciate these crazy months that we're having if she wouldn't have shared that with me because I wouldn't have known that we were almost going to have to lose the company totally. Amazing. Okay. Let's talk about feedback. So Mm -hmm. we talked about appreciation, but what about feedback and like, how does she help you grow? Well, let's do feedback first and then let's talk about growth and investment. Yeah. So feedback is something that like we've had an intentional conversation on feedback and like, how do I like to personally receive feedback? Do I like to receive it in the moment? And like, what's your mindset around feedback? So that we could kind of work through like, like my mindset around feedback from like past managers was just bad. Like that feedback negative feedback was bad. So she wanted to understand where my mindset was so that when she was giving me feedback, I could understand where she was coming from. And so she just really like explained her past with feedback and like in her previous jobs, having something be picked apart was how she got better. Right. And like, that's how she was able to like grow and how she was able to make changes. And so she was like, I never want you to think that what you put in front of me is bad. I'm just going to tell you how we we could make it even better in the future. And so it's not that it's bad because I'm giving you negative feedback. It's just that I have a couple of tweaks. And so we have like really intentional conversations around that just because I've had bad experiences with feedback in the past. But if she wouldn't have asked that question, then I probably would have had a bad experience with feedback with her too. Yeah. I love that story. That's yeah. Practice is amazing. Uh, yeah. I'm, to- I'm totally stealing it. Okay. So how does feedback happen now? So is there a regular practice of feedback? Is it kind of real time just whenever things happen? You know, what's the system you have in place? Yeah, it's definitely like it's real time. It's when things happen. Like we have kind of like a pillar of the perk is that like we view feedback as a gift. That's what we tell our clients whenever we're getting feedback is that like we truly view it as a gift. And so we want feedback. And so whenever we're sharing 
usually comes on Slack, like when we're sharing documents back and forth, or if I need her feedback on something, it's like immediate in Slack. Or if we feel like we need to have a conversation about it, then it's on the phone. But I would definitely say that it's like real time, real time feedback. Great. Okay. Now let's talk about the growth and professional investment kind of stuff. So how does she help cultivate you and your professional self in your future? Yeah. Oh, she knows that growth, like growth is also a value of mine. And so like when I don't feel like I'm growing or when I'm feeling like I don't have something that I could potentially grow into, she knows that I've, that that's something that isn't going to align well with me. And that's also something that we've had intentional conversations about is how I view growth and where I, where I want to go so that she can support me in my growth. And so, for example, she paid for the DEI certification that I got because she knows that that was a, a big piece of what I wanted to do. Being a life coach is a goal for me, and that's something that's going to help the business. So she's paying for all of the training that I'm doing for that. And in my past whenever I've worked at other places and I've wanted to do this professional development, I've always had to put some sort of skin in the game. And my investment with what I do for what I get like for growth at the perk is like my investment of time. So I don't have to put any money towards it. She just wants me to like commit to the perk for a year after I've taken this training. And if I would leave or something like that, then I would have to reimburse it. But I just think that it shows that she's investing in me and that she believes in me and the future that I could have at this company because of the growth that I'm going to have. Okay, I'll give you a chance to just share what else is coming up for you right now that you want me to know. Yeah, I think the, a, a main theme that's coming up for me is just that like I'm treated as like a person when I'm working for her. I'm not just her employee or I'm not her direct report or I'm not just somebody that she gets to dump all of the stuff on that she doesn't want to do. Like I am very much so like, she doesn't even like calling me her employee. Like I am like, she is my manager, but like whenever I'm introduced at like a workshop or at a networking event, she's always just like, this is my coworker, Steph. And I just think that like, there's no ego, there's no hierarchy, like there's really no like I'm above you, you're below me. And I think that is what allows for like that trust and just for us to work so well together because I'm there's nothing that I have to like fight against or it's it just seems like so seamless, but it's because that like intentionality of just that I'm just like part of her team. Would you go as far as saying that she treats you like a partner? Or does that feel like a step too far? Nope. She definitely, like, she has told me that I'm like her work soulmate. (laughs) She was like, I believe that, like, that you can have like different soulmates in life. And she was like, I think you're my professional soulmate. Like I really do. And she always says that the, the celebrations are like the victories that, that the perk has. She was like, I'm the found, I'm like a co-founder, like Leah's the co-founder of it. But she was like, it's just as much you as it is me. And she was like, I can't do any of this without you. Like, I can't be an entrepreneur without you. So it's very much so that like, yeah, partner. Absolutely. And how did she get to know you? And how, what was that <laughs> like? You said she, like, she sees you as a whole person. You've shared a couple examples, but like, yeah. how did that unfold? Yeah, I met her through like a past employer that I had. And she like when she was at a different company and she was a client of ours, basically. So that's how I ended up like meeting her. 
She's super well networked. Everybody knows her like in Madison. And so I wanted to learn how she did that and how she became so well networked. And so we got coffee one time and she was like, well, why do you want to network? And I was like, I don't, I'm just told that I need to. And she was just like, well, that's a terrible answer. She was like, why don't I help you figure out why first? And then we can talk about the rooms that you should be in and all of that stuff. And so I went to her as a mentor and then she ended up becoming my coach and just kind of uncovered. We have a lot of the same values. And so like in the work that I wanted to do that I uncovered through her coaching was what she wanted to do with, with the perk. And so it was almost just like dropped in our laps, which was pretty Mm -hmm. crazy, but I feel like it's just from, from us being like open and honest and vulnerable with each other that we were able to like work together so well so quickly and does she still or do you have a culture at the company of making space for relationship building in an ongoing way or is it just integrated in how you work or are there intentional ways to do that relationship work yeah so we meet every day no matter like every day at the end of the day we always meet just to kind of like catch up we'll usually have meetings before that too but it's just like catch up and, and make sure that like everything went okay that day, have like a little bit of catch up time. And then we have like weekly one hour one-on-ones that are like non-negotiables, no matter how crazy our week is, like we do not miss those. And that's just like really a time. Our one-on-ones are way different than any one-on-one that I've ever had with any other manager, because it's not just focused on work. I'm not there to like bring my to-do list and to rattle off all of the stuff that I've done that week. And here's what I'm doing in the next week. Like it's, it's never focused on projects. It's always focused on like me and like, what do I want to talk about? And what am I excited about this week? Or what am I excited about for 2021? Or what's something that I want to grow in? How can she help me? But it's always focused on me. And it's never like, here's all the stuff that I need to do. How can, like, can you help me put this on your to-do list. It's very much so like a conversation that's solely focused on me as a person. All right. Tell me about how she runs meetings. Ooh. I mean, when it comes to like meetings, I feel like we just, we never have a meeting just to have one. It's always an intentional meeting and it's never a, I like Leah's running the meeting because she's the one who's running the business. It's very much so our meetings are collaborative. We'll always brainstorm through something if we're working on something or it's like, it's never a, I need you to do this. And like, just given directives, it's like collaborative brainstorming time. Those are honestly like usually the meetings that, that we're having. It's kind of just like we're working together at the same time, but it's like, we have an outcome that we're getting to. But it's never something where it's like, we need to follow the agenda or you need to do X, Y, and Z, and then we're done. Like, it's very much so a collaborative meeting culture. What about conflict? How does Mm -hmm. she handle conflict? Very much so like in the moment, it's never waiting until you're scheduled one-on-one or I don't want to ruin your Friday or like, it's very much so like if, if there is any sort of conflict, it happens. We talk about it right then and there. It's never something that lingers on. And then we talk about it. We figure out what the solution is. And then there's no, 
it, there's no grudges. There's no like you need to earn something back. It's like, okay, that like that page is done. Like we're closed and we're moving on to the next thing. So it's never anything that's the super drawn out process, which I super appreciate. Are there any other stories or examples of highlight moments where you're just like, wow, this this is like the epitome of her at her best? <laughs> I have a funny story that like for um, an annual review. So I had my annual review in August and we literally went from thinking we were going to close down the company to having like our best month that we've ever had in the company. And then we just kept beating it every month. And um, so that was awesome, but we were doing my annual review and I went into it like in no way, shape or form thinking that I was getting a raise because we literally were just thinking that we weren't even going to be something. So at the end of it, she was like, you know, I know that things usually come like that. This usually comes with a raise, but you know, like COVID and everything. And I was like, it's really okay. I'm really not expecting anything. Like it's really fine. And she was like, okay, well, that's fine. Like, we're going to give you, she was like, we'll give you another like $5,000 a year. And I was like, oh my gosh, like that is way more than I could ever imagine. Like, thank you so much. And she was like, great. I'm lying. It's actually 10,000. And I was like, what? (laughs) And she was just like, yeah, I just really wanted to lowball you. So I could just like totally knock your socks off. And I was just like, you've got to be kidding me. And so it's just like, even those times where you would think this is how it has to be done. And it's like, it needs to be serious and it needs to be like, here's what I'm offering you. And you can take that, like what you see in like movies or like what you like hear about of, of getting these raises and things like that. Like she, she just totally takes her own approach to it and just like owns it and has no, like, there's no rules when it comes to how to be a manager. And like, she absolutely takes that. And just, that's exactly how Leah is. Like she doesn't have a manager self and her personal self. She is authentic in herself when she's leading a team or when she's being a mom or when she's being a friend, like she's always the same person. And that you can tell when someone's like that and you can tell when you're getting like genuine versus a fake manager. And I just think that that's something that is so needed. Awesome. All right. (laughs) I think this is my last question, which is, do you think that there's anything specifically about you that makes this such a good fit? Like, do you think that if other people were working for Leah, that they would have as awesome of an experience as you have? Yeah, I've thought about that a lot. Like, we've thought about growing the team and like, we're kind of scared to do so because we have this really great relationship. But Leah wants she wants to have the perk and like she one of our huge missions is like to get people doing the work that they love and what like lights them up. And so I know that the next person that we would hire to have on our team that we're going to be like giving them the opportunity to be doing what they love every day like just like what she did for me. And I really do think that what she does for me she could easily do for the next person that we hire. Or even if like I'm the manager of the next person that we hire, like the behaviors that we've put in place are absolutely like repeatable for scaling the company. And I think it all just really boils down to like truly connecting and being vulnerable and open and honest, but like truly connecting and having that like a family, like we're just kind of having that respect and just knowing that what we're doing 
what we're doing is like for the vision of the perk. And so when we're all like rooted in that, then I just think that whoever we're going to have is absolutely going to connect well with her leadership or with, if it would be me. Any final thoughts before I stop the recording? Um, one thing that she did, like she had a someday goal, like on a piece of paper in her office and on her someday goal paper, it literally said no employees. Like that was her someday goal was that she wanted to like have her own company and like run it with no employees, like just with her and her husband. And she was like, I realized that I couldn't have the impact that I wanted to by myself and that I wanted to give people the opportunity to be fulfilled and like be doing what I'm doing if that's truly what they wanted to do. So she went from wanting like literally no employees on her someday goal with her company to now wanting to like have a team of coaches that she is going to be like leading. I just think that that shows that you can always like you can think something, but then being able to like shift and like knowing that there are like really no rules. Like it was on her someday goal, but it's totally okay that she changed her mind. And now that she wants like employees. So yeah. I just thought that that was like super interesting. Like I thought I was yeah. never, like never going to work for her because she literally wrote it down like in Sharpie on her someday goal is that like she wanted no employees. Okay. That leads me to another question, which is have yeah. you seen her, like, that's a great example of how she like recognized and changed, shifted something and changed something. Yeah. Have you seen her grow and change in other ways? And have you given her feedback? And how yeah. She oh my gosh. It? Yes. <laughs> we were all in on like doing this online course and like, this was going to be the next big thing. And like, that's where we, that's where the main focus was for our company was this online course that we were, we were creating and no one was buying. And so we had to have like a honest conversation. And she was like, you know, do you think that this is like, do you think that this is where we need to put our focus? And I'm like, honestly, no, like, I really don't. We're not selling it. This is what we're like. We're selling coaching. Like, let's lean into the things that we're selling. Like, let's do that. And so when I was hired, it was all for this online course. Like, this is what we're doing. We had that conversation and like had the realization that, yep, nope, like online isn't our thing right now. So then we pivoted into leaning into like coaching and consulting and like leadership development. And that's been working better. But there's like always, we're always talking about like, is this working? Is this what we want to be doing? And it's never like Leah came up with it. So we have to do it. Like it's always a conversation. And like, if things flop, that's totally okay. We can reuse the content in another way. And so it was just, I think that we've had so much pivot in the last, like we've been a company for like two years and we've pivoted so much, but it's just like the ability to be agile and to like not have an ego around it and not be super hurt when your idea doesn't work and like kind of understand that that's okay because something else is going to be better later. Awesome. Yay. I hope you see why I wanted to share this interview with you. Just imagine how amazing life would be if everyone experienced working for their boss in this way. If you have worked for an incredible manager, I would love to have you contribute to this book. I'm in the final stages of interviewing, so please sign up soon. Go to managerialgreatness.com to schedule your 45-minute interview with me. 
And even if you haven't had a great experience with a manager, you can still help this book by sharing the link with your network and encouraging others who've worked for great managers to sign up for their own interview. As a special guest bonus, Steph's company, The Perk, is sharing their How to Assess Employee Emotional Wellness Guide. This is a how-to guide that includes their survey template and simple four-step process to survey your employees, assess their emotional wellness, and get the information you need to make the best decisions and provide the right support for your employees. And they're offering a free 60-minute lunch and learn session with them for the first 10 members to sign up. To get these guest bonuses, you must be a member of the Modern Manager community. To join, go to themodernmanager.com slash join. And if you work for a government or nonprofit agency, you get 20% off any membership level. All the links are in the show notes and they can be delivered to your inbox when you subscribe to my newsletter. Find that at themodernmanager.com. Thanks again for listening. Until next time. Meetings are one of the most critical components of healthy collaboration and teams are at the heart of how we work. Meteor helps you use your time in meetings productively, build healthy relationships with your colleagues and move work forward. To learn how we do it, visit meteor.com. That's M-E-E-T-E-O-R.com. You've been listening to The Modern Manager. You're already becoming a rockstar boss of a thriving team, I can tell. To ensure you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player and join the mailing list at mamieks.com slash podcast. That's M-A-M-I-E-K-S dot com slash podcast to get show notes and other special content delivered directly to your inbox. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.